You are listening to the Work-Life Eubiosis Podcast with your host, Charleston Edwards. If this is your first time here, welcome. My goal is simple, to bring harmony and balance to this world, starting with the family. There is so much more to life than the nine to five. And this show is designed to bring you inspiration, motivation, and practical solutions to bring balance and joy back to your life. Work-life balance is not a myth, it's a choice. Themes on this show range widely between faith, family rhythms, work, and lifestyle philosophies. You will also hear burning ladder essays submitted by our community of friends and listeners who ditched the rat race, beat burnout to pursue a more balanced and purposeful life. My hope is that this show and the stories shared will provide encouragement motivation, and will provide some ideas that will be valuable to you on your journey to work-life freedom. So let's dive into today's episode. Have you ever reached a point in your career that you started to question everything? What seemed right is now so wrong that you want to spit. When we put the corporate ladder at the center of our universe, it's not surprising that many of us come to a point asking, what am I doing with my life? When we focus on the ladder as our measure of success and happiness in this world, we are buying fool's gold. In short, when God is at the center of our universe, the corporate ladder becomes secondary and the climb is to an entirely different place. This new destination is always more incredible than we could ever imagine because it's rooted in purpose. We are all designed on purpose for a purpose. For those that have been following Own Your 5 to 9 for the last two years, know that I'm not saying anything new. I'm just rephrasing my whole mission, which is a call to action, to get our priorities straight once and for all. Family is the most important organization in the world, and we have to do work to change our motives, change how we spend our time, change what we choose to elevate, and change what we choose to worship, to choose a life of purpose. Our professions are deeply connected to our identities. What do you do? This is the first question typically asked amongst strangers meeting for the first time. The answer is always an occupation, skill, or industry. How successful are you? Is never the second question, nor should it. But the clues of success are attached to our names. Doctor, Reverend, PhD, M.A., M.D., C.P.A., C.E.O., and so on and so on. These letters define us. Even beyond the letters are blue check marks, indicating not only a status, but an identity. Letters tied to our names are meant to take us to greater heights on our career ladders. Industry-specific accreditation symbols are proof to the world that the appropriate work has been done to earn the expertise, 
excellence and respect in our field. Don't get me wrong, I'm biased. I want to see these symbols for the services that I invest in. I look for these symbols on resumes, business cards, LinkedIn, classrooms, offices, and pulpits. We all look for these symbols. We've been trained to. These letters are the definition of what it means to be a professional. The people we look for, for service, teaching, or defending our values. But attaining letters and credentials is not my argument. My question is what happens when the letters attached to our name no longer suit our deepest desires, our values, or the season of life that we are in. There's a dichotomy to the pursuit of success. We are told to live up to our potential, but this advice is missing the fine print. There is always a crossroad in our journey upward. These choices happen at the micro and macro level. On the micro, it's the daily choice to go 200% for maintaining the status on the ladder while sacrificing commitments to the family. With advanced technology, the day of punching out a clock and calling it quits after five o'clock are long gone for knowledge workers. Some families are built for this, but many are not and are struggling. The accumulation of the micro choices to advance the career almost always creates friction at home. We are then forced into a bigger decision, the macro level decision about our overall lives. Should I make a career change? Is it time for a new job? Is it time to retire? Success comes with sacrifices and tough choices that impacts all aspects of our lives. For those of us that get to midlife with a two decade growing career and a growing family in tow, we know how difficult this balance can be. Chasing qualifications for the sake of the latter has its dangers when it's done solely for self over service. It's called MO, an acronym for me over we. When we chase letters before confirming our core purpose for this world, we end up at the top of one mountain pretty lonely and with clear visibility to another mountain that had our name written all over it the entire time. As I mentioned last week, the first mountain is not wrong. It may actually be a necessity for many of us, but it's not a place to stay. The earlier in life that we can find our second mountain and live by our true purpose for service, the better it is for eradicating burnout, eradicating the naysayers in our own heads, and making this world a better place. Aligning our occupational status to our identity has dangerous implications. Seasons change, companies shift, reorganizations happen, good bosses move on, stock markets crash, pandemics happen. And with the ever so common seasonal changes of life, 
so do our perspectives and our values. And these seasonal changes is wisdom. But are we truly embracing the lessons learned? Let's look at some research. According to the Pew Research Center, 83% of workers with a postgraduate degree either somewhat or wholeheartedly agree that their career is central to their overall identity. This same group reported that they lack balance in their lives as they repeatedly work outside of their normal working hours. In another study by the World Happiness Index, they look at life fulfillment from a whole-person approach. They indicate that well-being, relationships, geography, economics, family dynamics, freedom, and altruism all play a role in our joy. If you're not familiar with the term altruism, acts of altruism includes a wide range of non-obligatory, non-reciprocal behaviors that helps and serves our neighbors, and those in need. It's in our service to the family, community, and the world. That's where we find true fulfillment. In another study by Pew Research on what makes life meaningful amongst all age groups and working classes, the top answer was family. Not occupation, not titles, and not career. Career status ranked high in this survey but it wasn't the number one choice. So what gives? We have one study telling us of those that have additional credentials and education don't have balance. And the other studies are telling us that when it boils down to it, serving the family and community are the priority and the keys to a meaningful life. We may know better, but do we do better? There's a difference. To go full circle in what all the research is telling us, we must be very careful in our professional and personal choices. It's easy to compartmentalize our role at work and our numerous roles outside of work, but the two are attached like peanut butter and jelly. We have choices. Before we seek out credentials, elevation on the ladder, or chase promotions, we must consider the implications to our overall lives and what we may have to sacrifice for an extra letter or two. When we get to the root of our purpose, our biggest priority, nine times out of ten, we will point back to serving others. This isn't presumptuous. These are our own answers to life's biggest question. Why are we here? Careers and work-related accomplishments are great and needed to run our society, but climbing the ladder will never alone fulfill our deepest cravings. Never. We are whole human beings, and our identities to our true authentic selves revolve around our values, not titles. To further this point, I want to look at my biggest role model, my dad who earned PhDs for the way he lived his entire life. But before I do, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Own Your 5 to 9, 
an organization committed to freeing families of the rat race and burnout. Every organization has a leader, mission, and a set of values that drives the organization. But this is commonly missed in the most important organization in the world, the family. An organization has one mission for how it will impact the world. Why not the family? An organization goes into strategic planning to align its values, mission, and projects. Why not the family? Whose Home, a strategic planning guide for families is a workbook and a tool needed in all households. Whose Home takes a strategic planning approach with 10 guided exercises to define your core family values, family mission, and tools to operationalize how your family does life together. If your family is facing big decisions, Whose Home is for you. If you're considering a career pivot, Whose Home is for you. If you desire more intentionality and harmony in your home, Whose Home is for you. Create a healthy culture, not a hustle culture, at home. Visit ownyour5to9.com to claim your copy today. My dad passed away 12 years ago at the age of 74. He was an ordinary and simple man from a very small town in Southern Virginia. He did not go to college, but he honorably served in the military. After returning from overseas, he went into factory work for the rest of his life. When he wasn't working, he was busy serving his home, family, church, and community. On Sundays, he worshiped God and rested. He lived a quiet life, and he found much success by living by his values. I can write a book on my dad for the values that he lived by, but to simply put it, he earned his lifestyle, PhD, a much different way and was blessed by it. If you would ever ask anyone in my dad's circle of what he did, the answer would not be by his occupation or industry. It would be in his traits, like service, faithful, stewardship, charismatic, quiet, wise, humorous, and a balanced family man. If he had a LinkedIn profile, these would be his titles. His accolades and achievements didn't matter, but his values did. So much so, his values were his credentials. My dad was not an anomaly. This is the story of millions that lived in a different era where family, community, and biblical values were the center of all decisions, not the latter. So how do we transition to pursue a lifestyle PhD before academic PhDs? Similar to the two mountains that I mentioned earlier, I would say that lifestyle PhDs come into two different phases of life. PhD number one is purpose, heart, and discipline. PhD number two are priorities, humility, and design. Let's look at PhD number one. Before we go chasing any accreditation in any field, we must get to the root of our why, our uniquely designed purpose given to us by God. It starts with these three questions. What am I on this earth to do? This is the purpose. What inner desires in my heart 
and natural talents have I been given. This is the heart. What can I do daily to nurture my gifts, and what does continuation, not climbing, look like habitually? This is discipline. PhD number two are for those of us that are making major career pivots much later in life. With all of our fancy titles, we are feeling a gravitational pull to something different, something new, or even back to a more balanced lifestyle to focus on home. At this point, we've gained a legitimate credential or two to take us into retirement, but we can't shake the voice saying, there's another way. There is something else for me to do. I need the reset button. Pursuing PhD number two is surprisingly one of the most overlooked tools in our tool belt because so much was invested to climb the current ladder we're on. Why jump off the ladder? Why burn the ladder? How can we ever fathom starting over when there are mouths to feed, college to pay for, mortgages to pay, or retirement to save up for? That's the entire point. Burning the ladder is sacrificing our own ego, our status symbols, for the sake of serving humanity in the best way we've been gifted to and called to do. To quote author and podcaster Ollie Henderson, there are three stages to the typical life, study, work, and retire. PhD number two adds additional stages and seasons. PhD number two breaks us from our from our hypnosis and pumps life back into us. Priorities, humility, and design becomes the core pillars into how we do life. For those that have earned the second PhD, here are the three questions that they were able to answer and then conquer. First, what am I being called to do, to be, and how can I reorganize my life? That's priorities. Number two, Am I willing to start over using my skills from career number one to build career number two? That's humility. What can I do to make ends meet and continue to follow this new calling? That's called design. Fear is the typical response to any of these questions. The commitment to time, money, resources, while also overcoming imposter syndrome of something new can paralyze the best of us. Fear is natural, but when it's unconquered, it's a trap that clamps even harder. I get it. For those of us that reach a career crossroads at midlife, we typically have a lot more at stake. Mortgages, families, future investment for kids' success, and their livelihood. It would be just too risky to take a demotion, go back to school, or invest in resources into something we don't know if we will be successful or not. But success is not the first goal, nor the point. Purpose is the point. That is the route to a fulfilling life. With that, making a pivot is possible. We must be pragmatic, but fearless and faithful in our approach to change. You are not alone. God is there to support us in our purpose. There are options out of the ladder-climbing lifestyle. More people are taking their lives back and recommitting to authenticity, values, service, and family. 
I'm personally encouraged by the upcoming generation and the new voices speaking up in this post-pandemic era. If you need help with a pivot, seek out a career coach or perhaps a work-life balance coach. It does not have to be me, but having the support is well worth the investment. If you haven't checked out the Who's Home Workbook, this tool was designed for families who are pivoting, changing careers, starting new businesses, growing their families, and setting out for a more purposeful life. Check it out at ownyour5to9.com to claim your copy and to reclaim your purpose. Meanwhile, remember that we all have choices. Choose wisely on which PhD you're going to pursue first. Thank you for listening to the Work Life Ubiosis podcast, part of the work life resources created by Own Your 5 to 9. I hope that you have found encouragement and a few ideas to strengthen your journey to purpose, freedom, and balance. Have you overcome burnout and found a new way of life? Millions around the globe are still at the risk of burnout and losing it all, and your story may be the one that sparks not only a dream, but action. Visit ownyour5to9.com for more information and to submit your story. While you're there, join the Work-Life Ubiosis newsletter and receive additional resources weekly right to your inbox. If you enjoy this podcast, take time to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Share it with a friend or a loved one. Remember, the most important organization in the world is the family. Let's do our part to strengthen it. Thank you for listening.